0: On this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock.
1: Google is sunsetting the structured data testing tool, but no worries, there's still a way to test rich results.
2: Google adds new condiments, I mean features, to responsive display ads.
0: Greg dishes on all the hot party snacks, but there's one that just doesn't get its just desserts.
1: High-fashion Jess Budd over here talks about how it's even easier to buy your next pair of Gucci sneakers and drops a hot coupon for all you Gucci heads out there.
2: Plus, find out why my husband might show up in a Google search for Dracula's Spawn.
1: All on today's
3: show. Marketing O'Clock is your weekly dose of digital marketing news, a proud part of the Search Engine Journal Podcast Network. We record every week from the Cypress North Studios located in beautiful Buffalo, New York. Tune in to our critically acclaimed Famous Friday News Show for insights, updates, rants, and much more as we cover the full gamut of digital marketing for you. If you want to follow along, just check out our show notes or head over to marketingoclock.com for all of the links from today's articles. And please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode.
2: Hey there, I'm Christine Zernheld,
3: AKA Shep.
1: I'm Jess Budd. And I'm Greg Finn.
2: And it is officially Marketing O'Clock. Here on July 10th, 2020.
0: Remember you can catch our famous Friday news show each and every Friday morning
1: all your digital marketing news from the week powered
2: by the digital marketing community
0: and if you want to join the conversation just hit us up we are at marketing o'clock everywhere
2: so what is going on in your world this week greg
1: well in my world i don't know if you can hear it but there's a party going on next door i think my neighbor (laughs) is the only person that's had more parties since covid They've all been outside. I think the distancing has been a little questionable. It seemed like they're passing something around that they were smoking, and I think it's no. you know transmittable via saliva. So I don't know about that, but at least they're outside. That's something. And it's usually Southern Rock. But one time last month they had this party, and it started with Shania or no Shania Twain. Yeah, that's the one. What's her big hit? Love
2: her. Oh, there's so many. Man, I feel Man,
1: like a woman. Man, I feel like a woman. Whatever that one is, he started with that one. And I'm like, whoa, this is something new. So if you hear any Rolling Stones or anything like that, or Shania Twain, that's not me. That's the jam going on next door.
2: Okay, that's a great mix. And I would like to point out, we do record like during normal business hours, and that's just like a weird <laughs> On a weekday.
1: Yes. Like, who's coming to her party? It's three o'clock on a Thursday. I don't know.
2: What else is going on, Jess?
0: So Folks that were listening last week, Greg challenged me to be on the edge or to be edgier and to use Microsoft Edge for a week. I've been doing it and I just wanted to update everyone. I think it's fine. It's exactly the same as Google Chrome. So I, I just feel like I'm living in deja vu. But the one thing that is really different that I really enjoy is when poor Charlie Daniels, RIP, passed away earlier this week. I banged him because I wasn't sure if I knew exactly who he was. And the knowledge panel if somebody is the same height as somebody else, it tells you on Bing, and it doesn't do that on Google. Wow. I love that. It's cool, right? Because Charlie Daniels is the same height as Johnny Cash. That's a cool fact. Who's I'm ever going to use that. Google again? No one. No one. Because I tried it. I Googled it just to see. And nope, that factoid was not there. So, Can I
1: tell you a funny story? I had yeah. to share my screen with a client for a call this week, and I'm like, I'm going to pull this open on Edge. Oh, Wait. Because I was trying to show the results in Google, I'm like, "Hang on, I have to go to Google." I've been doing this experiment. Like, I really want to have URLs, and I don't. I know Google might be taking them away. He's like, "I actually was doing the same thing. I swear to God." And he's like, "Well, I've been doing that too, and it's actually not bad." And so, what is your overall verdict?
0: I, I mean, it, it's. I might stay on it just because I don't want to have to reopen my Chrome windows now that I've got all my Edge windows open. It's, it's great. It works just fine. The search has been awesome. I've gotten what I've needed.
1: Yeah, and your browser's like, great. Um, Cruise, same height as Kevin Hart. Cool.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I really nice. like, or I want to know like who they're taller or shorter than. But I didn't even know Charlie Daniels died until I saw this in the prep notes. It's terrible.
0: But so you, don't you follow Dolly Parton on Twitter? Like I got a notification that she tweeted for the first time in a while and it was about him and it said something like the devil went down to Georgia but Charlie Daniels went straight to heaven. It was really sweet. Very eloquent. She's a a gem. I know you love her.
2: That's terrible. RIP in peace. Well, I've been struggling over here because you know how I feel about vermin and I have a new least favorite (laughs) vermin and this is it. I have- All you
1: audio (laughs) listeners, that was her actual computer mouse. (laughs)
2: You <laughs> know I'm coming there because I have to have my tower on the left side of my computer and my at-home setup and my mouse was like in the front. So I tried to like take it into my own hands, actually do something about it. I got a new mouse. I put a baseboard on the open drawer and I put my keyboard on it. I'm just doing my best here. And this wireless mouse literally just doesn't work whenever I need it to. I think it's when I'm talking to people and I like wanted to, I'm moving it faster It just freezes.
1: (laughs) It was funny. Earlier this week, she told me, she's like, this mouse doesn't work when I'm running video. I'm like, shut up. That's not how mice work.
2: I'm just like trying to show people things and I move it in faster movements, but it's terrible. So now I need to get a third mouse with a really long cord, I think. And I'll report back.
0: You're going to have a vermin farm over there by the time this is over.
2: Yeah. So for some quick housekeeping, don't forget, you can check us out on YouTube on the Search Engine Journal YouTube channel. We also have our new mini videos there. So if you want to hear our main news stories and not us droning on about all these other things, you can check those out. Also, the Search Engine Journal show podcast, I guess they're letting anyone on these days because Mm -hmm. yours truly, Greg and Jess all sat down with Brent Satoris to have a really exciting podcast about podcasting. I believe we talked also about some adult cartoons. Too. What was the one he liked?
1: Rick Pick and Morty. Morty.
2: Yeah, who I don't watch that. Sorry, Brent. But we talked about that. It was really fun. And Brent makes a really exciting announcement at the end. So make sure you listen all the way
1: through. And can I just say one thing? There was one of the worst Jess Bud puns ever <laughs> dropped in the history. <laughs> and we're going to put it up on YouTube, I believe. So you can see his face. We'll put it in our show notes over at Marketing Clock. Like you could, you could see the minute that, that Brent just like died inside when yeah. Jess dropped this pun on him. It was unbelievable. And also, please leave us a review. It makes our whole week. We had one come in that like look, was so good, it looked like spam from Tampa Dave. Love you, Tampa Dave. You're the best. But he said, <laughs> far and away, the best SEO, digital marketing, SEM social podcast available today. All of it, the best, all of them, all four, timely and useful industry news, great chemistry between the hosts, and actually enjoyable to listen to. Doesn't that seem like fake? Are one of you two Tampa Dave?
0: No, and the Not headline, Tampa too. Dave. The one search podcast you need? Like, that's so nice.
1: That's great. It's
0: wonderful. I only know one Thank Dave you. in Tampa,
1: Dave Snyder, but there, there's two now. That's right. Love it.
2: What is happening in the news this week?
1: All right. This week, Google is officially moving the rich results test out of beta now that it fully supports google search rich results features so in the past there was a tool called structured data testing tool that will be depreciated that was launched back in 2015 and then rich results test was launched in 2017 and it's always been in beta no more That is what you should use. And Google had a nice long post explaining why. Some of the reasons that the new tool, aka the rich results test, will work better for you is because it will show which search feature enhancements are valid for the markup you are providing. It can handle dynamically loaded structured data markup more effectively. It renders in mobile and desktop versions of those results and it's fully aligned with search console reports so i love that i was looking at just the example that they gave and i thought it was really funny what they what they used in this they had the rich results test and it was showing for party coffee cake a party coffee cake have you ever gone to a party and had a coffee cake
0: yeah, or maybe the party next door right now at your
1: house.
2: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps like a funeral breakfast or a baptism.
1: I guess, but then I was looking at it more, and a cake is usually pretty big. There's 10 servings in this hypothetical party cake, and each serving is only 270 calories. Not enough calories for me if I'm eating cake. This is a very and small serving. I
2: don't you know, know enough about calories.
1: Like, I want that cheesecake factory give me 2,000 calories a serving cake.
2: Yeah, it's a small piece of cake.
1: I've just never been to a party where there's coffee cake. And I like coffee cake. I would appreciate coffee cake at parties.
0: Noted. Next birthday, (laughs) they have a big (laughs) office coffee cake. can feed 10 people.
1: (laughs) Throw a little extra sugar in there, though, for me, though. How about that?
2: And next up in the news, Google Ads added some new options for responsive display ads this week. They did this super quietly, but of course, 21 got another one, and Stephen Johns brought this to our attention Via Twitter. So there are three new options that you can enable or unenable, which apparently isn't a word, but I don't know what else to say. You uncheck the box. So the first is asset enhancements. These let Google enhance your assets and optimize your ad layouts. This could improve ad performance according to them. So this includes smart cropping of images to highlight focal points. So they had one where there was a picture of a lady on the beach and it cut out like the skyline and just showed her and her umbrella design-centric text and logo overlays on relevant image areas, descriptions may occasionally be cropped, and logos with excessive white margins may be cropped. So they're saying these are the rules. I'm excited to look at RDAs in the wild and see how these actually look and if they're always doing a good job. The next thing you can opt into is auto-generated videos. So this lets Google create your video ads using headlines, descriptions, and images. If you've added your own video content, they're not going to use these auto-generated ads at all. But if you want your ads to be eligible for this feature, you have to make sure that you're adhering to their quality guidelines for images. And for best results, they don't want you to include text in your images, but you're not supposed to be doing that anyway. But if you want to be in a video, definitely make sure you're not doing it. And you also need to add at least one logo in either three landscape images or four square images to your responsive display ad to be eligible for those. And they'll tell you as you're building your ad if you're eligible or not. And finally, you can opt in to use native formats. So this makes your ad automatically take on the qualities of the publisher's website. So it looks native and doesn't look as crazy on the page. So I have these already in my account, just like Stephen John's. It's nice for one. Wow. Yeah,
1: You rising star, you.
2: Usually he gets these before me. But it's important to note that you don't see them automatically. You have to expand the menu like you used to have to do to um, set your colors and your CTA text. You have to press additional format options. And surprise, surprise, the boxes are automatically checked. So if you don't want to opt into any of these, you're going to have to specifically ask, just like burgers on McDonald's with those gross, White onions and ketchup and mustard and pickles, whatever else they do. You don't like those onions? No, I I was thinking about this recently. I think this is why I don't eat burgers because I used to like them and the toppings they put on them are just disgusting. When you just get chicken nuggets, you don't have to ask.
1: Why don't you eat a real burger?
2: What do you mean, like not McDonald's? Don't go to
1: McDonald's, yeah. But when you do go to McDonald's, the whole point is the onions. It's nice. It's like little fun, fatty onions. Who even They're knows what they funny. really are?
2: And nice. you know how they make them? They come in a dehydrated container and you add water and they become instant onions. They're gross. You've seen,
1: you've seen how they make chicken nuggets, Chef. Don't give me yeah. that. Don't try to be like, do you know how they make it? You've seen that pink slime. How dare you?
0: Like this may gross you out, but when I became a vegetarian and there's no veggie burger option at McDonald's, I would go and I would order the burger with no patty just to get those onions and the mustard and the cheese on a bun. I have done that several times and
1: it was delicious.
2: Dang. I hate condiments.
1: You're you're on a you're on an FBI watch list. Bud.
2: <laughs> because part. I like the onions. Good. Yes, I want everything plain. Well, ketchup's disgusting too. What is it? Ketchup, onion, mustard, pickle? Yeah. The classics. Oh, Toss me out of all of it.
0: I don't know. I mean, you're scooping ladlefuls of public cottage cheese on your salad, so I don't yeah. trust your opinion on
1: Give food me a little anymore. of that buffet cheese on that bird.
0: Okay, picture this. A world where images have found their way into the serps. And my genius pun aside, we may soon actually live in that world and I'm not talking about the image search either So as Roger Monty reported in search engine journal Google is testing thumbnail images in the main search results as well as in the Google Suggest drop-down So interestingly enough not all results have an image associated with them And we don't know exactly why some have a thumbnail and others don't but the martini buster has some really good theories as to Why this is happening So, read his article, but just a, a spoiler alert he suggested that perhaps it has to do with whether or not your featured image on your page is marked up. Or when it comes to the suggest dropdown, whether or not something in there is actually considered an entity or not may affect whether or not there's an image. And again, these are Roger Monty's theories, but I think they're good ones. So if Google's gonna make this a real thing and go beyond a test, I do hope that they release this criteria because having a thumbnail alongside your listing. It sounds great. I don't think it would bode well for click-through rate if you don't have it. So hopefully they'll tell us what we need to do to get it there. Have you guys seen this? I've been using Bang all week like we discussed, so I haven't seen it anywhere. You guys seen I, have it? I have not
2: seen it in the wild and I've no. been Googling all week.
0: Yeah. Well, there's screenshots if you want to in the article. I like the idea though, because I'm always Googling people that I see in movies I want to learn more about and it would be really nice just to have their picture again in the suggest dropdown. So I know like that's who I'm looking for because I went on Quite a rabbit hole this week when I was watching The Birds.
1: Shep watches The Birds 4.30 every morning.
2: (laughs) Actually, The Birds broke my computer. Do you know this story?
1: No. Do tell.
2: When I was a poor college student and I took the Megabus to school all the time, I downloaded The Birds to try to watch it on the Megabus. And while I was watching it, I like fell asleep and my computer closed and my charger was there. And then my screen was broken for like the rest of my college experience.
1: (laughs) Hot take, Birds, was that boring that you fell asleep? No, it's a fun film. I had never seen it it in full before. Thank you, Shep. We've got a light week. Shep, that A, that was the most Shep story that you've ever told. B, (laughs) wasn't the Megabus where somebody told your husband something that is unforgettable? Can you repeat that story for the audience?
2: (laughs) We have so many good Megabus stories. So one time he was coming to visit me and he sat down. He was on the aisle seat and some other guy was on the window seat with his hoodie up. And he, like, whispered over at some point during the bus ride Son of Dracula.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So the random stranger just said, whispered, Son of Dracula, to your. She's your husband.
2: And we don't know, like, depending on I told Greg the story, and he thought that the stranger was accusing my husband of being the son of Dracula. A hundred percent. I hear the story and I think that he's saying he, the stranger was the son of Dracula.
0: I don't know. I kind of lean with Greg on this one. I'm wondering if you Google Son of Dracula, if a picture of your husband will show up in the same Oh, as a thumbnail. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking so. We should try it.
3: Now it's time for this week's Take of the Week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you.
2: We simply deliver the take for your consumption.
1: We give no opinions. We don't influence.
2: You make the call.
1: And this week's take of the week comes from Gary over at Google, at Methode with an E at the end on Twitter. And he had a tweet out there with Nick Offerman. I forget what his TV name is, Ron something. Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson. I know I know him because he make, he's a woodworker. He makes canoes. Yeah. Like legit woodworker. Can you know, believe it? Oh, you know what I was just thinking? We need to get Brent's reaction and make it an ongoing thing whenever you say one of these horrific puns. And he can just be like, oh, what <laughs> was that? <laughs> Whatever was he said. Well, that-, yeah, that was horrible. Anyway, Gary said, I don't know whose bubble I'm going to burst with this, but, quote, achieving an SEO score 100, quote, in Lighthouse, just means that you can follow a handful of directions not that you're great at SEO, period. But good job, exclamation mark. Shots fired from Gary. And it's like, yeah, fine, good. Hit 100. Have a fast sight. But I have to have really good stuff. Just because you hit technical scores doesn't mean anything. I Music mean, file follow directions. Love it. Jess, what do you say? I ship this? Is that how you incorrectly <laughs> say <No>. this? <it? laughs>
2: you ship Ron Swanson and Tammy too.
1: Oh, yeah. I what? ship that. I ship Gary's relationship with SEOs. Love it.
2: And now it's time for this week's I See Why Am I.
1: This is something you just might not have seen.
2: Maybe something you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. I See Why Am I, people. Pamela Lund, Queen of Spice, at Pamela underscore Lund on Twitter. This week, she's the queen of self-help and therapy sessions because she tweeted this beautiful Twitter thread about reporting, and I will give you the cliff notes, but you should really check it out because it's very insightful, and I really related to it. So she says, I'm a perfectionist and an overachiever. Recently, I realized how that affects me mentally when I do client reports and how that affects my clients. If reports are stressful for you or you're a perfectionist, maybe this will help you. Reports were exhausting for me because I was reporting how I did, which meant I was justifying my worth and my value in every report I did. And since I'm an overachiever, guess what? And then she goes on to say she wasn't reporting on the performance of the account, but her self-worth. And then this is another one I wanted to share. There's no such thing as perfect. You'll never reach some mythical point at which you can't do anything better. Focus on the goal and consciously celebrate when you hit it.
1: Yeah. And I think she had 11 messages in there and it's just phenomenal. It's so really good. Follow her at Pamela underscore L U N D.
3: Now it's time for this week's lightning round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts, paid, organic, and social.
2: First up in the paid universe this week, TikTok's self-serve ad platform is rolling out globally so advertisers will be able to create ad campaigns and control the creative, targeting, and budgeting right from the platform. They also announced that they will be giving away $100 million in ad credits to small businesses, to help those struggling with COVID nineteen relief, so that's very nice. I was gonna make a joke about selling Webkins because what else would you sell on TikTok to these children? But that was your Webkinz? joke. <laughs> um, hope. Do you remember Webkins? 100%. <laughs> okay, I knew you would because I have a sister that's Hope's age and like she was all about the webkins and you would go, they were like, um, Tamagotchi kind of, but they were online and you bought them at Hallmark and they were these fluffy animals. Yes. They
4: were so like, cute. You bought the stuffed animal and you put in a code and it gives birth to your online animal and you can play games and you build them a house and you become friends with other animals. Like, why would you sell these now? Well, I don't, well, I don't know what they're
2: into now. I just know what they were into <laughs> 15 yeah. years ago.
4: I only played Webkins and Club Penguin, and I know that they shut down Club Penguin, RIP. I don't know if Webkins is still around.
2: Yeah, so I don't know which small businesses are gonna benefit from these ad credits, but Susan Wenigrad, in her article on SEJ says that the fastest growing user base on TikTok is 25 to 44 year olds with high disposable income. Who what? are these people? I don't know. Well, the 44-year-olds are the ones doing the duets with the kids. And oh. I, I did go to the source. I asked my cousin Babes how old was too old to join TikTok, and she said 40. I how would think even she? younger. Um, Babes is 14.
1: Okay, Ooh, so 40 like, is
2: really old for her. We're all good. And we have some YouTube news for creators who are in the Partner Program. The minimum video length for mid-roll ads is now eight minutes. That's down from 10 minutes.
1: It's two minutes.
2: Yes, That's great math. Also, this is big. The default for a channel used to be not to enable mid-roll ads, but now when you upload a new video, if it's eight minutes or more, it's gonna automatically be enabled to have mid-roll ads. And first of all, this was released in a video, so I had to watch the video, so that was very annoying. Second of all, they said this is gonna be released in late July or like go into effect in late July, but I think it's already in effect because all of a sudden, my workout videos have these mid-roll ads in them, and it's really a problem.
1: Are your workout minutes videos like 60 minutes long?
2: Yeah, but I mean the automatic opt-in. I think oh. they used to mm. not, automatic, not opt-in. They wouldn't check the box, but now they have to uncheck it. So it's really troublesome when you're like in a plank, and all of a sudden there's an ad, and you don't know what to do. And then when the video come back, comes back on, it jumps back a couple seconds, and you end up doing more work than you thought you were. So then you just turn the video off and eat a popsicle. So this is like
0: (laughs) the at-home version of the person that's like running and they have to wait for traffic and they just sit there at the stoplight and run in place. What is your version of that? You
2: just plank longer? No, that's, I'm not. That's what I'm saying. I won't. Some people would, I
1: won't. Also, can I just say something? If you are extending that plank and you've added a a minimum of five seconds to that plank, you're not buying that product. You're like, heck, that product, (laughs) that product gave up eight seconds out of my plank.
2: Product gave me rock hard abs. Yeah, I, maybe maybe it's a maybe it is.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Anyway, so apparently it goes into effect in late July. So be ready for that, creators. And next, just when we were getting used to the CCPA, yes, Alistair McTaggart is throwing us another curveball. The CPRA, California Privacy Rights Act, is an addendum. I thought I would never say the word on the show. Mm-hmm to the CCPA. So apparently it is harsher. That's what Alistair promises. And Californians will vote on it in November. I really just can't talk about it anymore. Can we just worry about it in November because we're so worried about the CCPA for many months.
0: And, we and we're going to worry about it in July and now it's July
2: and we're not worried.
1: <laughs> There's a lot more things to be worried about, bud.
2: <laughs> I just can't worry about this anymore. And it's Alistair again. He's behind it.
1: Oh, he actually is. I thought that was just slander. I'm glad you weren't just slandering on the show.
2: No, they name names in this article. It's all about Alistair. So we'll let you know if there's anything you need to know about that. But just know it's harsher and call your lawyer. Great. They're not lawyers. Okay, moving on. They're back. From power listener Larry Chase. Amazon popped back into his auction insight report earlier this week after making a dramatic exit on COVID first hit in the U S in the middle of March. So we have clients that had, we've seen this in their account too. They had a 35% impression share from Amazon in their auction insight report. And in the first two weeks of March, and then in the second two weeks, they're completely gone now Larry is saying that they're slowly coming back. I haven't seen them in our reports yet, but it's something that people should be paying attention to. Yeah,
1: I've seen them um, June 24th ish come back. I'm with you, Larry.
2: And that is it for paid. What's happening in organic?
1: So this week's organic case when regex underscore match parentheses you, comma quote data nerd quote parentheses then quote include this next article in your listening quote else quote not a real data nerd quote.
2: I'm and not a real data nerd because I'm see? not going to try to figure that out.
1: <laughs> Who wrote this? Did you write
2: this, no. did you, you think I wrote that? that? Oh, <laughs> I thought you did. <laughs> data by that.
1: Sarah wrote that. Sarah Burke, our data nerd here at Cypress North, our agency. I'm like, Sarah, I need to like try to say this as a joke. How do I say this is for you data nerds? And she wrote that thing.
0: That's amazing. She's a genius. We have more from her later.
1: Yeah, we do. But anyway, you can now use regular expressions like I talked about earlier. That was actually regex for, this is for you data nerds listen up. And you can use that to filter search console reports. It's really cool. Google wrote that if you choose the custom regex filter you can filter by a regular expression a wildcard match for that selected item you can also use regular expression or regex filters for page urls and user queries it is they also clarified that it's the re2 syntax so great great news (laughs) i don't i don't have any regex to take us out of this but also next is an article from google and starting this new week google has a new feature They'll make it easy to find quick facts about what you're seeing on Google Images. And this will happen only on mobile at the moment and only in the US. So if there's an image, you may now see knowledge graph information next to the said result. The example they used, one of them was really great. They talked about a Montana State Park, and it was an image and you could see where it actually was. It was something like the reservoir, there's a three forks, and they talked about the river. So you're actually pulling that, that rich data out of an image, which is, A, it's super crazy, but B, it's super cool that you're going to be able to get more data out of there.
2: I wish they would tell you how close it was to the Karna- Kardashian West's ranch in Montana.
1: Yeah, maybe I'll get Danny on the blower and say, hey, can you put everything, you know, like Bing's got this cool height comparison. Yeah. and you compare about distance to the, the West Reservoir?
2: I thought he just bought the whole state, so I'm surprised that they have state parks. What are you talking about? Doesn't he own a ranch in Montana? He bought one. North's birthday party was there.
0: You would I, know. not know. <laughs> we
1: could bang it. But. Unless he raps about it. I don't know.
2: Oh, yeah, it's their new thing. They're like splitting quarantine between the ranch in Montana. And then they would fly home on their private jet to LA. Fantastic.
1: All right. Well, in case he, and this is only going to relate to him. And it's from the article. They said, perhaps you're looking for information about a famous architect's work to inspire a home renovation project. Like, Kanye West is the only one that's like, oh, that Frank Lloyd Wright, let (laughs) me do that at my house. Like, my renovation projects are survival. Are (laughs) you ever like, hey, let me go see what, you know, whomever it is, Jacques Pierre, whatever he's doing, and, like, I want to bring that into my house?
2: No, it's like the tiles are falling out in my shower, and they're going to impale my feet if I don't fix them. (laughs)
1: Like, give me the stickiest glue. That's what (laughs) I want anyway i thought that was funny they're like oh yeah put this in and you can use it for your next renovation
2: what are they what you're gonna get frank lloyd right on the blower and have him redo your house he's not alive is he
1: let me install a waterfall and build a house over the top of it perfect is he alive he's not there's no way hang on jess you don't need to google that i'm not i'm
0: I'm binging it don't worry um
1: (laughs) okay well tell me tell me who he's uh the same height as please
0: oh wow Uh, No one, but he died at the age of 91 in 1959. So he's
1: no longer. Well, next up, somebody super young. It's Brody Clark (laughs) at Brody SEO on Twitter. He found another example of the suggested clip featured snippet test. And it was on mobile this time. He said it was similar to the desktop that he's noticed the text isn't exactly the same as the captions. And Brody did a search. He's down under, right? He's in Australia. And he did a search for how to crack a coconut, which A, You would think he knows. Don't they have coconuts in Australia or no?
2: I honestly wouldn't know.
1: Well, anyway, check it out, marketingclock.com. These images are super cool because the suggested clip shows the YouTube video. And at the very bottom is where in the YouTube video they talk about this. It's the suggested part of the clip. And the text comes up right under. And in this one, it says, now, the fastest way to open is to hold the coconut firmly with one hand and whack the coconut, dot, dot, dot. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I need more. And then another screen, it says the, the clip is 34 seconds long. I tried to replicate it. I couldn't. And if you look at the, the image, if you guys scroll down in the show notes, you'll see that it's whacking it with something weird. And I'm like, I, you know what? I don't know how to open a, a coconut. So do you, either of you know how to open a coconut?
2: No, but no. What I do you think like it, they're whacking
1: it with? One of that your knives
2: looks like a screwdriver. Is this a shameless plug.
1: No, I thought it was very dangerous. I'm like you're whacking it with a screwdriver because it's showing what looks like a Phillips head screwdriver. And if you try to take that, hold it with one hand, and whack it with another, and you don't hit it square or flush, you're going to cut your hand open. Is that it's not gonna what's going to slide right here? down? No. So I went. I watched his actual video myself because that's how much of a psycho I am. And you whack it with a hammer. It just that's falls you apart. It. You you crack it around with a hammer like that. I didn't watch the end of it. I just wanted to know if he was because I was like, this is so unsafe. Google, how could you make this your your suggested clip? But you take it with a hammer and crack it around. So again, this to me shows that nothing is perfect, right? You're showing that you whack it with something. And in the screenshots that Brody has, sorry, but there's a Phillips head screwdriver going into that thing, and that's a terrible idea. But overall, in general, I think this has a lot of possibility, but like we talked about before, shop with some of the Microsoft AI. Anytime you have any machine learning, it's just never perfect. And I thought this was a good example of this actually being wrong for what it showed on the the video. You whack it with this and it's a picture of a screwdriver. Crazy.
2: And I wonder if creators won't like it because people aren't going to watch their whole video.
1: But on, on the other hand, I do think this is another reason why you should seriously consider video in your mix, right? Like we've got this this podcast on video now if somebody has a question about how to to open coconuts or what the suggested clip is maybe they'll come right here right like that's it (laughs) if you want to get into cena you take a hammer definitely not a phillips head screwdriver don't do that okay next up is a tweet from crystal tang a crystal underscore tang on twitter a must follow if you're in the local space and she says we're just now seeing a Google My Business display third-party links and Dash with option to star as preferred. So if you want, you can add in links from third-party providers. Let's say maybe you are a beer store, Jess, and you have people that, that – that ship your beer you're a big ship fan and you <laughs> want to say yes i want drizzle or drizzly one of those but you can pick those those providers and star what you want to see show up which is really cool especially if you're a restaurant and you're like i want to really like uber eats is killing it Grubbub isn't or vice versa you can choose what you want to be starred great find by crystal okay and next up is an article from michael how a lie Ely? How Ely? And he talks about reference lines in Google Data Studio. It's a new feature, he says, that lets you plot averages, targets, and other values against your data in certain charts. I didn't know that this existed, but man, Michael did a fantastic job of showing how you can take your data in Data Studio and put that context in to show maybe where an average was, show the top and the bottom, and how you can use these reference lines to spruce up your data. It's definitely something that you should keep for your reference. All right, and next up from eMarketer, where you get all the cool charts that you see in every presentation out there. But these are this sort of depressing, I guess probably dependent on who you are, but US consumers are gonna be spending seven, $109 billion on e commerce in 2020, an increase of 18%. Wow. However, the depressing part brick and mortar retail spending is expected to decrease 14%. So crazy. People are, I mean, at least these at least people are spending more for, for us marketers, right? Like that's good, maybe. Yeah.
0: Hopefully some of those brick and mortar stores are also online. So some of that shift is happening within their own business. And right.
1: I wonder how
2: in-store pickup counts. Like when you order with Target, you know, Baby Jack went to pick up an order from Target today. And you place the order online, you go pick it up. Does that count for
1: brick and mortar? Baby Jack actually placed that order, Jess. That's Jess's son, by the way.
0: Yeah, <laughs> He did. He knows how to do all the technology. So you know kids are ahead these days.
1: Can I, can I, can I ask you a serious question? Yes. Do you only shop at Target because of Cat and Jack and you just think like you're tied into it? <laughs>
2: you have cats and Jacks. I know, I know, I know. I didn't
0: even realize it was a thing. And then we brought home an outfit for him one day and that was the tag. And I was like, oh my goodness,
2: now we're hooked. I mean, we were already Target fans. I could see first. that
1: being you. You're like, oh no, I'm Cat and Jack exclusive.
2: Well, I don't know. If they're counting the in-store pickups as e-commerce, I don't think that's fair because you wouldn't be ordering it if you couldn't pick it up that day, maybe.
1: Yeah, well, I, I, the good thing is like if you're – uh e-commerce company more money is being spent hopefully people are being more comfortable with it and just they're they're more they feel safer with it for brick and mortar like sorry it's not a great time to be brick and mortar and this is maybe an opportunity that you can sell things online right like how do we get outside of just this location so okay and next up in whoopsie news google (laughs) appears to have lost the blogspot.in domain and that is the Indian domain for Blogspot. As you know, Google bought a Blogspot many, 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 many years ago, but apparently they forgot to re-register the .in version of that. So if you had a blog on Blogspot.in, it doesn't exist anymore, but you can find it over on .com. That's kind of good but also horribly bad no redirects have been put over anybody going to the blog that has bookmarked it anybody linking to that gone that's why you should only build on your own land
0: yeah seriously whoopsies kind of a soft word for this situation
1: (laughs) i know all right and next up video ads that showed surprised emotions in the first three seconds spurred a 360% jump in performance, according to VidMob, was a video advertising company. So ads with happy emotions during, and this, I believe, is during the pandemic was when the study happened. So if you're an ad with happy emotions, you saw a decrease of 64% conversions, according to VidMob. Wow. All I can think of is like
2: diamond ads.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like happy ads or surprise ads for happy or surprise? Both. Yeah. I the mean, only
2: ads where people are happy.
1: No offense. Like, we just can't relate to happy right now as consumers. You know, mm-hmm. it's like we need to be surprised. Like, what? <laughs> robotic plague is back? <laughs> like, what? Murder hornets? <laughs> What? Like, like that's where we are. Like, we need to feel something again. And, you know, the feeling isn't happy. Anyway. Um, this, is, this is why we're back
0: on video. You guys <laughs> need to see Greg's face. We need His to make that the emotion. thumbnail. <laughs> yes.
1: All right, well, if you want to see my face and more faces, you may want to invite me to your next Teams meeting. Microsoft has been killing it with Teams, adding more and more features, and now they have a new thing called Together Mode. It is super cool. If you guys want to check out the link in the show notes, There is a gif that they have. Again, head on over to marketingonclock.com to see it, but it's cool. It's almost like you're in an audience with other people out there, and you sit in these seats, and people's heads pop up, and it cuts out your background, and it almost makes it look like you're in a virtual room, and I think it's actually something that's super cool. It is, in my opinion, so, so hard to be 100% virtual. It is probably one of the toughest things we've ever done. In my opinion, it's like the training is harder. The camaraderie is just not there. The collaboration is just more arduous than it is in person. And this is kind of cool. Did you guys look at that? What do you think?
2: Yeah, that is kind of cool. I don't know, though. I feel like they should all be wearing masks.
1: I was going to say that, but I figured Hope would be like, that's a dumb idea. (laughs) Whenever I have any of those ideas about masks, Hope always uh, calls me out on that.
4: Are you talking about your idea to tattoo a mask on your face?
1: Yeah, it's good one.
4: <laughs> that would solve yeah, this problem. Yeah, my bad. My bad. Sorry, I shoot down <laughs> all your
1: good ideas. I had another good idea where you have glasses, but it has, like, curtains, and it goes across. <laughs> and you could roll curtains out over your mouth. What do you think about that one? Oh, I thought you were just going to say to close your eyes. <laughs> no, no, this no, is no, cur- another mask. <gasps> over your <laughs>
2: mouth. Oh, oh.
1: You could just be, like, back up. Boop, and curtains come over your mouth. When
2: do you open it? When you get back in the car?
1: When you're on people. You're like, oh, hey.
2: (laughs) Is it
4: like little blinds? I think that's kind of cute.
1: Oh, awesome. (laughs) Anyway, that's it for organic, Pod. What's happening in social?
0: All right, first up in social, the Instagram is really pushing their new shopping experience. The platform is currently testing a shopping bag icon now in the lower menu that takes users to a more personalized version of the shopping tab. This will specifically curate products from brands that a user is following. It's different than just the regular shopping tab that they have now that lets you explore around. So for those in the test, shopping has replaced the little heart icon in the bottom that opens your activity feed, but not to fear, the activity is not actually gone. It just moved up to the DMs, like kind of up where your DMs icon is at the top. And again, that's just for those that are part of the test, which thankfully is not me because I would have panicked not seeing all of that activity coming into my account. Oh yeah, you're so active. Okay, I'm not. I've been trying to kind of like stay quiet and just stay off my phone. It's been really hard. But Greg and I had an amazing pun off on one of his knife posts and nobody has said anything either on this show or in real life about it. And it was really, really good. We went on. I didn't see it.
1: It was cutting edge. All right.
0: According to the Secretary of State, the US is looking at banning TikTok as well as other Chinese social media apps, which is not really a surprise especially given all the data TikTok has on its users and if you don't want to learn more about that, then you can listen to last week's show, we talked about it at length. Or are they also- banning
1: TikTok cuz it's bad? Like like they just don't like it. They're like get well, these I- to get these hype houses out of here or what?
0: There's some sketchy things possibly going on with data, but it's also- Well, no we know that. Thing. We've covered that yeah. a few
1: times, but they should just ban it because it it stinks. Hope, are you on TikTok?
4: No, I still deleted it. It's not, there's funny stuff on there.
1: There is? Funny stuff
4: on yeah.
0: YouTube. I don't know. I don't know. Use it while you can. It might go away. Read the article if you're interested. There's a lot
2: of things in there. Gotta tell babes. Tell babes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. And more TikTok news. This is from Reuters. The FTC and U.S. Justice Department are investigating allegations that the platform, quote, failed to live up to a 2019 agreement aimed at protecting children's privacy. So we could just stop there and say, ew. But if you're wondering what that means specifically, they failed to delete videos and personal information about users age 13 and younger as it had agreed to do among other violations. Again, this is all allegedly, but still just more like ick talk at this point. Am I
1: right? That was a good one, Jess. Thanks. (laughs) Don't let 13-year-olds on your platform. Yeah. Well, I asked my cousin
2: Mary about this, and she was able to sign up by telling the platform that she was born in 1945.
1: Is Mary related to Babs or whatever? Yeah, they're sisters. Okay. Babe? Babe? Babs?
2: Babes. (laughs) Like babes. straight from the mouth of babes.
0: Oh. Oh, does she say a lot of funny things? Yeah. And so, what's Mary's real name?
2: It's Mary, but don't tell TikTok that. <laughs> it thinks she's a baby boomer, and that's how they all sign up. I don't. They probably don't let thirteen-year-olds on. I'm surprised
1: they didn't kick her off for being too old.
0: Yeah. Where's babes on this? <laughs> okay. If there are two things that I truly love, guys, it's stocks and gossip. So this next story has both. Oh my god. <laughs> earlier this week.
1: <laughs> Jess, you like awful music and awful TV shows. Those are you like what you're known for. <laughs> you watch good TV? You watch good TV like Schitt's Creek is what I hear. There's something boiling over at the Hope screen over here. Hope, I hear you had to talk something about Schitt's Creek who I started watching because of power listener Glenn Gabe. What are your thoughts on Shits Creek? Hope?
4: Okay, I did also because I trust you guys and you were going on and on about how amazing the show is. So I watched two seasons of it. I have two things to say. One, I don't like Shits Creek. Two, I don't think it's funny. Three, you're watching a different show.
0: Like those are not comments.
2: Like, yeah, you're just wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll say I'm on season five and I think it's being killed but because um people are too happy in their relationships, just like the oh, Don't ruin it.
1: I'm still on season two.
2: But season two is great. You're just wrong, Hope. Yeah. I just don't the whole premise of the
4: show, it's like the only part that's funny is that they're rich and then they're in a poor town. Like that's what's funny. And then they start like being nice to everybody I in the town it. and creating a Daniel, life. Daniel Levy. It's not funny anymore. <laughs> Ew. And, and the guys who are, like, the son and the daughter, they're just trying so hard to play this. Like, it's the same thing over and over again. They're just no, trying so hard to play this part.
1: There's such a Funny over and over and over I'm again.
4: not alone. I'm not alone. Andrew doesn't like it. My sister, who I said, yeah, I'm watching Shit's Creek. And she's like, yeah, I don't think that's a good show. And I'm like, thank you. It's not. Moira Rose. What? She was funny. no sense of humor. Moira was funny in the first couple episodes, but it was just the same thing over and over and over again. It's and I was like, "This is boring." Wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, oh.
1: my I goodness. really
4: hope I am speaking for people who are on my side.
1: You think The Office is funnier than Schiss Creek?
4: A hundred percent. The oh, Office you're is wrong. way better be writing, way better storyline, way better character development. I will. Put that you on my grave. What do
2: you know about character development in two seasons? Take a seat.
1: <laughs> I'm with Shep.
4: It's boring. I'm not even, I don't want to watch it because I'm not, I, don't, I genuinely don't care what happens to the characters. Like, that's how boring they are. That makes me so sad. They're
0: such nice people. They're I just feel family. bad for you
2: hope.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually doing great. I love the stance that I've taken.
0: <laughs> that's fine. You know what? More for the rest of us. So earlier this week, Twitter posted a job listing that said we're building a subscription platform, one that can be reused by other teams in the future. This is a first for Twitter. And then yada, yada, yada goes on to say all this stuff about this job posting for somebody that can build a subscription platform. And Twitter shares... This is the stock part, guys. They closed 7.34% higher on Wednesday. And it's not clear whether this was due to people drooling over the thought of a subscription service or the news that TikTok might be banned because that came out earlier in the week. And coincidentally, Snap and Facebook shares also went up on Wednesday, so could very well be the latter, possibly both. The drama of it all, though, is that Twitter has since removed any mention of subscriptions from the job listing. So it's either a totally top secret project now that everybody knows about, or they just decided they don't want to do it anymore. But I haven't checked the ticker tape today, so I don't know what happened to the stocks after that was changed. Could
1: you imagine if they tried to work on their ad platform, like what the stock would go to? It would be a 300% increase. I knew you were going to say
0: that. I was just not going to bring it up at all.
1: (laughs) Some people were saying out on Twitter, this is really good. If you could ink a deal with the Wall Street Journal and on a Twitter link click, you could make it to the story and read the entire thing, people would pay for that. I, I probably would. Like if I, I hate it when I go and I see something on the athletic and I click through or ESPN plus, it would have to be everything though, but it's kind of a cool idea.
0: Yeah. I mean, I love the wall street journal too. That's what I read the most. What? (laughs) All right. So people that know me know that I am also really big into designer fashion. So let me tell you about this very exciting partnership between Gucci and Snapchat The brand has launched Snapchat's first global-branded AR lens that lets users virtually try on shoes, and they're Gucci shoes. So I love this. I ship it. If you like what you see, you can hit a Shop Now button and actually purchase the footwear, which is really, really cool. I just think it kicks things up a notch. It's nice for them to get a step ahead of their competition. I I just really think it's a shoe-in for the best campaign of the year.
2: That was an an amazing performance of puns. (laughs) It was awful.
1: And Jess, you wear Limp biscuit shirts. (laughs)
0: yeah i love that i'm just gonna try them on virtually and hit shop now and order these really expensive things like this probably makes sense for like vans or somebody whose shoes are reasonably priced and amazing and you kind of already know what you're getting but this just seems like a big investment from a looking at a, a digital image yeah, but i guess this Snapchat. is the, way of the future
2: yeah like if you're not gonna buy me. a ten thousand dollar pair of shoes you're gonna do research to see if there's coupons or anything you're not just gonna no, buy you're a not shop?
1: that's not what you do that's not how it works hope if you're That's buying a $10,000 pair of shoes, you don't care about money. You don't care about investments. You don't care about anything. You're just trying to spend money. Let me you say want this.
4: Snapchat though? Let me say this. My recommendation for buying anything designer is you should go into the store because I actually own a Gucci purse and I bought it in New York City and it was the best day of my life. Like I would never buy Gucci wait, wait, online. Wait, wait.
1: Best day of your life.
4: Best day of my life. Okay. Best day of Could my you- life. I was in New York City. It was summertime. I was just strolling into Gucci, I looked around, I bought a purse myself with my own hard-earned money. My dad was riding his bike and he just stopped on in and he was like, hey, you're buying a purse? And I was like, yep. Just,
1: i just, love this story i just, love it hope took- is in gucci her dad who is who works in buffalo Sounds yes. like your Park, dad is okay. like okay oh, i'm just gonna bike to nyc oh hey hope i was gonna go to the gucci store you're in the gucci store buying a purse okay oh, hey, how's it going well he
2: probably had to sell his car so he,
1: so no. he could buy the purse
4: i bought the purse Okay, so I went into the city before my dad. He met me there, and the best part of the story is that he biked. He biked to the Gucci store, right? And he actually asked the doorman to hold his bike while they went into the store.
1: There's a doorman <laughs> at the, the, the Gucci like, store? What is a bicycle? What is oh. this contraption, <laughs> sir? <laughs> yes, there's a doorman. This is, there's- not a limo. this is not a limousine. What do I do with this?
4: It's amazing. They have waiters. They bring you sparkling water.
0: I like the sparkling water feature. You don't get
2: that from a Snapchat lens. No, you're right. they, go they to the all, store.
4: They all wear gloves. Yeah, I'm not buying Gucci on Snapchat. I would never they wear recommend gloves? that. And you yeah. didn't
2: answer the question. Did you look for a coupon?
4: If you're buying designer, <laughs> you do not look for coupons.
2: Everybody just knows you just go to the real
0: real. Hello.
3: And that brings us to our real life segment, straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for Working Hard or Hardly Working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work, good, bad, or otherwise.
2: We have talked about this before, but Skill Shop from Google Ads is not working. I finally had to re-up my certifications and do these new tests. It's just terrible. First of all, they make you take this pre-assessment. Did you guys have to do that? No, I had to answer 25 questions before I had the honor of taking the real test. You're a
1: rising star, Chef.
2: <laughs> and what was nice about the pre assessment is they take you to the questions you got wrong and you can see what the right answer is. Not that they would explain it or anything, but that's kind of nice. Why, if they can do that for the pre assessment, why can't they do that for the real test? Stop trying to make optimization scores happen. They're not going to happen. Nobody cares about them. It's so pathetic how much they try to drill them into people's brains. It's like, Brainwashing. I just feel bad for people who are taking these tests and like don't work anywhere yet and don't have anyone to talk to about it. It's such a joke. They had this question about exact match close variance that I literally, it could have been any of the answers because there's no rules anymore. It was terrible, hardly working. And you don't (laughs) have to read the first part of the question if there's two parts, because it's just like some word problem. And then it's like, why are optimization scores great? Terrible. What about you, Jess? So I
0: have something nice to say about Google. I appreciate, and Microsoft, that their ad platforms allow you to count a conversion every time it happens from the same user or unique, because not all platforms have that, and they should. That should be a thing, because sometimes you're a little bit handcuffed in how you can set up, say, a trigger in Google Tag Manager if you're doing it that way. And it's just, it's going to count things maybe more than you want it to. And I like being able to say, okay, hey, Google ads, just count this once. And I just wish you could do that everywhere. That would be so nice. So all the other platforms out there, if you're listening, please add it. What about you, Greg?
1: And for me, I've got something that was hardly working. You can go to marketingclock.com, see my full rant. I had a Twitter rant. We had a Facebook business manager account for a client. I was trying to help them out. Not the most tech savvy company. They have got a lot of things blocked on Facebook. And so I was trying to set everything up. They had one old disabled ad account and I set up one new ad account for them. They had the ability to have two ad accounts in their business manager and we needed two. Unfortunately, the disabled ad account counted as one so I couldn't make a new ad account. I wasted three hours of my week this week trying to get them to own one. The rep said, couldn't do it, no chance. So I, I now own their ad account. We own it at Cypress North, our agency. And so we gave it to them. And now I'm gonna have to go whine and, and and complain and go get that given back to their name because there's a disabled ad account. The counts is an ad account out of the two ad accounts they can only have, it's a whole nightmare and hardly working. All right, now to this week's grab bag. The segment segments first up show notes segment is back. SMX has their SMX next slides available for you for free head on over to marketingclock.com. You can see all uh, the link to get every single slide out there. A lot of good presentations all for free. Check it out. And next up is a segment called Fave That. And it is from women in tech SEO.com, And they have a mentorship program. If you want to be a mentor or if you want to be a mentee, you can have that as well. So, Really cool. You can sign up for free over, and again, it's a link in the show notes, but it's womanintechseo.com. I think it's right there on the homepage still. Check it out if you're looking to help others out and support and bring people up, people that identify as women only, and then you can help out or be helped as well. So pretty cool. And last up is prime time. So if you are a hardcore Amazon Prime member and you are either disheartened by the unprimeness of everything that's going on, Walmart has Walmart plus coming. So just something to consider. Again, maybe you're looking to get some more sales, try to get into Walmart. Let's we'll see how Walmart plus works. But I believe it's like $89 a year and it's sometimes same day shipping, which is even better than Amazon, obviously. So check that out. And Chip, what else do we have?
2: Extra, extra spice served up just for you. If you are not following Mark Salciarelli from our team on Twitter, you need to. His handle is at Mark underscore from underscore MKTG. He does these amazing recaps of our show every week. Last week, he got in on the TikTok nonsense. So he said, TikTok is evil. We keep learning. Hashtag criminal. These duets are criminal. I'm uncomfortable. I am a co- in a constant state of crisis over whether I'm Gen Z or millennial, and I think my disinterest in TikTok has solidified me as a millennial. And he was very offended that we, particularly Greg, thought he might have a TikTok. He says he does not, and to him, that TikTok is just a Kesha song.
3: And now for this week's cool tool. As a reminder, our Cool tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners and is really, really cool.
0: This week's cool tool comes from Cypress North's own Sarah Burke, and you should follow her on Twitter. It's at data by Sarah. That's Sarah with an H at the end on Twitter. She has a solution for anyone that needs to aggregate data from more than five Google Analytics accounts in Data Studio. So that's right. Despite Data Studio's out-of-the-box limitations, you absolutely can blend data from six or more sources with the help of a few totally free tools. So Sarah breaks everything down and also walks you through the entire process in a step-by-step video so that you too can be a data Blending Master. We'll have a link to her video in the show notes, or you can just head straight over to youtube.com/slash cypress north. It's one word cypress north and check it out.
3: Now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. And our must-read marketing article of
1: the week comes from Oliver H.G. Mason at OGHM on Twitter. And he has an alternative approach to XML sitemaps. It's an awesome case study where he had 19,000 more URLs that he was able to get to receive organic traffic. Basically, he had this template where right now there were 58 pre this kind of XML sitemap experiment that he made, URLs that were indexed. It went 76% of all of these URLs were indexed. So he talks about the fact the XML sitemaps were capped at 50,000 URLs. And he basically broke these up into, I think it was like 14 or 15 different XML sitemaps that were capped at 10,000 URLs each and how it affected everything. It was really cool. He talks about chronological order with the ordering of these sitemaps. If you have a huge ton of products or pages, you don't want to miss this. Thank you, Oliver.
2: All right, that does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock.
1: And remember, you can catch everything from this show on marketingoclock.com.
2: While you're there, please be sure to
0: subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And we will see you next week.
3: Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If today's show was of value to you, please subscribe, leave a review, or share with a colleague. If you are looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com for links to all the articles that we covered.
2: Welcome to this week's Shootin' the Hack. We're after our famous Friday news shows. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just...
1: Shoot the hack.
2: Okay, so today we will be talking about a very hot topic. We're going to do a draft of your best cheeses. Everyone will have four options. It's going to be a serpentine. I'm not going to explain what that is again. Um, It's a snake
1: draft. Snake draft.
2: (laughs) We'll start with Jess because she's at the top of my screen. So it'll go Jess, me, Hope, Greg. Okay. I get to pick
0: my best cheese, as you put it.
2: (laughs) My best cheese.
0: (laughs) Pepper Jack. Number one pick.
2: Oh, that's a good one. And keep track of your list. You Got it. Okay, I'm going to do one that I don't think it would have been on my list last week, but it's in my fridge right now, and it's really good. Gouda. Ooh, I had that on my list just
4: because I like the way it sounds.
2: Gouda. Yeah, and you can make puns. It's the Gouda pick.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is it smoked or regular? Oh. It's important. I think regular. Yeah. Smoked cheese is for the birds.
4: Okay, so my first pick, I'm gonna go with feta cheese, just because it's so versatile and it's so good. Put it on my Greek wrap. Put it on my Greek wrap. Put it on my burger. Sprinkle it on my salad. It goes great with everything.
1: uh, I thought that was gonna be a sleeper pick, but then again, I thought every other cheese you (laughs) chose was gonna be a sleeper sleeper pick. So I'm gonna go first with mozzarella, just because imagine a world of no pizza.
2: It's so boring.
1: Okay, maybe you don't like pizza. That That's is fine. the
2: blandest cheese.
1: You can use it for anything.
2: <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't add any flavor.
1: It adds cheese.
2: Okay, so feta to that Feta has that, that crumbly, delicious texture. Whatever, I mean, it's not my list. So to back that
1: list. up, to back that up, I got mozzarella, I'm going to go with something that some people say stinks, blue cheese. Oh I wanted blue cheese. Do you like
4: blue
1: you cheese. You don't want blue cheese if you have feta.
4: What am I going to dip my chicken fingers in?
1: Feta. Yellow cheese.
4: Yeah. queso. I'm not a monster.
1: All but right, hope I it's go. to you.
4: I have to cross that off my list. Um, I'll, I'll have some fun with this because I'm not a cheese person. So I'll go with goat cheese. Oh, shoot. Just because I like goats and
2: their cheese is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I wanted that one. <laughs>
4: like My dream is just to have a goat farm. I just love goats.
2: That's not why you should pick goats cheese. You should pick it because it's a wonderful, beautiful texture and you can have so many applications with it, like the blueberry vanilla. I said I
4: like goats and I like their cheese.
2: Okay. Wait, I'm gonna pick a hot topic. I didn't think it would be. A really niche one that I will pick. Swiss American slices are the best grilled cheese cheese. Swiss-American combo. It's a white cheese. It's the best sandwich cheese. It's a little sharp. I'm telling you, Jess, don't shake your head. I'll make you one. <laughs> it's the best grilled cheese sandwich you've ever had.
1: This, this mean, should be one of those memes where it's like, <laughs> it's, it's like pick a cheese and everyone's like, no, or whatever. And then chef's like, Swiss-American. Like, nobody wants Swiss-American. <laughs> then what about on the board? <laughs> uh, on pick 50 if you wanted Swiss-American. Yeah. All right, Jess, you, you have two.
0: I get two, right? Okay, so the only reason I made a face, Chef Swiss, Swiss American's fine, but if you want the best grilled cheese out there, you need Havarti. I don't
2: know so if I know Havarti. That's my next pick.
0: You do. It's when all the like nice restaurants make you a grilled cheese. Of course, you're probably ordering better things when you go to nice restaurants, but I don't. Um, oh, and she goes to McDonald's. <laughs> Give me the Havarti burger with onions <laughs> and no patty, please. <laughs> um. My next pick: whiskey-aged sharp cheddar.
4: Of course, you would have a whiskey in there. It's like you don't even need a
0: drink Shots
4: if you eat this cheese. What? She owns a alcohol shop
0: or
1: whatever. Oh, she owns a beer shop, not oh. alcohol at all. Actually,
0: <laughs> there's no whiskey there at yeah, all. Yeah, it's actually not allowed, uh, and you're gonna get her, yeah. like, her license revoked. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, don't I, serve I, I that. Jess. At home.
0: Yeah, no, no. But the cheese, man. If you guys have not had whiskey aged cheese it will change your
1: life all right shop your are out
0: i'm gonna
2: go with kobe jack Aww. I like after Fred- did you just
1: did you just make it like black mamba style kobe
2: no you didn't what What do you mean isn't that how you say it Colby. Colby. yeah Colby. that's what Colby. she said
1: i oh, thought you said kobe
2: fun of my virginian accent
1: no i thought you were trying to make it like cooler than it is like kobe you know, like the Chappelle's There's Show. There's sc- L
2: in the word, right? Yeah. It's Colby. They're pronounced the same.
1: Colby. No, don't tell my wife that.
2: She wouldn't like people from Virginia.
1: No, she'd hate you.
2: Virginia is for <laughs> cheese lovers.
1: I'd help you up.
2: Okay, I'm gonna go with cream cheese.
1: Ooh. For good all pick. my
4: desserts, I need something for my desserts.
1: Good pick. Thank you. Wow, okay, so it's my turn. I'm surprised that Shep hasn't taken cottage yet. That's <laughs> yeah. so surprising. No, she we said it,
2: about this before. She it's said not, it wasn't a cheese. It's in really it a cheese. It's
1: okay, a cheese. well look.
2: Cottage
1: cheese. <clears throat> this is you're gonna think it's bland, but at the end of the day, my spread is gonna gonna really it's it's gonna be pretty solid. For burgers, I'm gonna go cheddar cheese. Mmm. Cheddar cheese. And Boring then, list. I'm not impressed. <clears throat> okay. Well, look, I have blue cheese. I have cheddar cheese.
2: Is it white or orange?
1: Cheddar cheese. You didn't That's tell yellow. me I had to pick a cut. Nobody else picked the color of their cheese. <laughs> um, and obviously, I've got mozzarella. And then I'm going to go I fancy it up for my last pick with Asiago. That's a good How one. How
0: many is that? Four or five? How many do
1: you have?
4: Asiago. Yeah, four i have four yeah i get one okay my last pick i'm just gonna go basic here because i get this not all, every turkey sub i've ever ordered my entire life provolone cheese Ugh. boring
2: provolone and mozzarella are the same thing greg
1: no it's definitely not that. how dare you, how do you might... a
2: little tangier i need a basic cheese okay and my final pick will be the better choice for pizza or pasta: some fresh shaved Parmesan cheese.
1: See, I was going to do that or Asiago, but I needed to fancy up one step. I forgot
2: so. about Parmesan.
1: That's cheese. a good pick. That's a great pick.
0: So, okay, Jess, are you mm, done? No, I get one more. I have three. So my last pick, even though it's a serpentine, so I should get five just by no, default. You should. Um, you
1: pick first. Absolutely not.
0: <laughs> Let's do queso and if we have to pick a color i want white queso queso blanco
2: i don't know is about it, that because queso is just a, a tech whatever
0: that's not a
1: cheese queso, is it queso is cheese
0: cheese literally it's cheese okay. and spanish yes, cheese. it's but it's specific yeah like i want it as a dip for my torch i don't want to be putting like,
2: okay
4: this... but queso from what a specific yeah, it's restaurant different blends like what restaurant would you get it from
2: i Where, want are you okay. making it yourself
0: if you're going to make me pick, I want Qdoba's white queso. Okay.
1: okay. And by my last pick, I'm going to pick Chucky. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do you want me to pick something else? Because no, I go with fine. Munster. Okay, so okay. Jess, read
1: ra- your cheeses. Okay.
0: <laughs> Pepper Jack, Havarti, whiskey-aged sharp cheddar, and then the queso blanco from Qdoba.
2: I have Gouda, Swiss American, Colby Jack, and Parmesan. I have feta,
4: provolone, goat cheese, and cream cheese.
1: And I have mozzarella, blue cheese, cheddar cheese, and Asiago cheese.
2: Okay, well, thank you all for playing. It's clear that I've won again, but thanks for trying. And we'll see everyone next week.